and welcome in to the week five edition of the Consistently Cashin Podcast here at BigGuyFantasySports.com. I am Colby Conway at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. And with me, as always, Ron Rigney right there as Let's Ride. It's not looking good in Broncos country, but luckily we capitalized on Russ last week. So, Ron, how is everything going for you? I mean, you know, I did not – I was – I guess I should say I was lucky enough to not catch any of the field goal of Palooza last night. Uh, from what I saw in the stat line, from what I listened to a little on the radio, it doesn't look like I missed much. Uh, you know, you look at that Colts record, and if you would have looked at those first five weeks of the season, I don't think that you would have thought the two wins they would have right now are against Denver and Kansas City. And that just goes to show you that when we do this every week, each week shows us one thing that we know absolutely nothing that we think we know. Absolutely. And I think that's the crux of it all, to be honest. I mean, no one knows. It's crazy. And when you look at it, there's there's no predictability. Like, I'm watching it last night. I have Alec Pearson, both of the Kings Classic Leagues that you and I are both a part of. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the first couple drives of the game. This guy's not on the field. Then he comes onto the field, target him. Dude catches everything. And somehow is always open. He's earned Matt Ryan's trust, and he's not out there half the time. And they're running out Ashton Doolin, Paris Campbell, uh, your yeah. boy Mike Strawn. And it's like, I don't understand how you can run four wide receiver sets and you're going to put one of your 17 tight ends out wide instead of Alec Pierce, who once again catches everything. Can't can't explain it. You know, we were chatting, all, you know, a little bit earlier about it, and I, I honestly do not know what 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 the thinking is. I mean, you you, you know, it's it, they can't block anybody. They can't pass protect. You have a quarterback that's on pace to break the fumbles record, which is not something you want from your QB. Uh, it's it's not good. And you can't – you know, the other thing I love about, you know, when people call for the quarterback's head, we want a new QB. That's great. Who are you getting? Who are we starting? Are we are we going to – is it going to be the Sam Ellinger era? I don't know if we're quite ready for that. But, I mean, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And, and, and the thing that sucks is I think that they're going to somehow, some way, figure out a way to be just good enough that they're not going to be right at the top to get a quarterback and they're going to be kind of middle to the end of the, the round. And that's not going to help them either. So a lot, a lot of things wrong with this scenario, not saying I want to see my team tank, but I mean, at this point, I think that's the direction we need to go and just start fresh behind the, behind the center. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of been my thing with Houston. Like as bad as I want Davis Mills to be the franchise guy, because then it's, we didn't have to invest this significant draft capital in the quarterback I want it to be blatantly obvious one way or another. And that's basically like what you're saying here with like Matt Ryan Indy. Mm-hmm. So in the situation in Houston, I want Mills to show enough that he is definitively the franchise guy so that we don't have to use these early picks that we got in the Deshaun Watson trade to get a quarterback or make it painfully obvious that he is not the franchise guy. We have the first overall pick and then we don't have to trade assets to get the guy that we want right. because the worst comes to worst, you know, Houston gets like the second pick. Say they want Bryce Young way more than they want CJ Stroud, but whoever has the first pick desperately wants Bryce Young. That's it's one spot, but it's going to be a king's ransom as we've oh, yeah. seen. Oh yeah, so it's we've just, seen it. You got to make it happen one way or the other. You show that you're the guy, or you suck bad enough to prove that you're not, and you help the team out either way. So it's it's trouble here for us, Ron, with our teams. But let me tell you what: what's not trouble has been the consistent or consistently cashing lineups over the past two weeks on Fanduel. We're back to back, fifteenth out of one hundred in the fifty fifty contest that I put our lineup in, 
And when we look at last week's lineup, as I'm looking at it here on my phone, 26 from Russ, 31 from Austin Eckler, 7 from Najee Harris, 18 C.D. Lamb, 4 Michael Pittman, 10 Tyler Lockett, 35 T.J. Hawkinson, 17 Josh Reynolds, 7 Green Bay Packers defense. So we are now up to 50% consistent on the year. We got back-to-back clutch games, so we're looking good heading into uh, week five here. So without further ado, let's let's start talking about the lineup. So come over here. Let me move this banner quick so we can fully see it here. But all right, so we're looking at the board here. Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Josh Allen, the highest priced players across the board. But let's go to quarterback first. And I'm just going to kick it right over to you. Quarterback this week, what is, what's the mood here? What are the vibes? Who is going to be our guy leading the, leading the way? You know, I went a couple of different ways with this, and I hate to keep going back to the same guy. So I'm going to throw you out two here that, that I think are worth looking at. Obviously, first one's our boy Jalen Hurts. I think he's got a solid matchup against Arizona. Kind of middle of the road against the pass. there, And, and you're going to see another guy that I like in that lineup at another position later on. But that's the guy I went with first. And then as I was kind of looking at a couple of things here, looking at fantasy points allowed to the quarterback, looking at Zach Wilson there. And I don't know, you know, if, 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 if we can quite tout him as being ultra consistent at this point. But for 7200 bucks against a Miami team that's allowed eight touchdown passes, only picked off one, giving up the second most fantasy points in the league to that position. Dude's got weapons around him. We've seen Garrett Wilson. We've seen that running game. He looked pretty good, pretty mobile, a little bit rusty last week against that Steeler defense. But it just depends on where you want to go, man. That's hell of a savings with that that extra money we get with Zach Wilson. So I'm gonna let you let you make the call, or if you got another guy that you want to fire off, go for it. Yeah, I uh, I do like Zach Wilson's matchup. I like it a lot. I the money is good there with him. I don't know why. I don't know why. Actually, I know why. I do know why, but. I can't quit Tom Brady this week. Yeah, I I, I looked at that one you know, quite a bit, quite a bit, and I do. You, you might you might see one of his teammates in my uh, lineup a little bit later on, but I can't argue with that either. I think he's got to get it going, and what what better team to get it going against than those Falcons? And when you look, I mean, I'm looking here at Brady's numbers since joining the Bucks against Atlanta. We've gotten 390 and two scores, 399 and four scores, 276 and five scores, 368 and four scores. I just, there's something with Brady this week. It's, you know, Chris Godwin, I believe I saw that he was fully removed from the injury report. So he's healthy. So he's got, Brate's going to be out, but whatever. He's got Evans and Godwin mm-hmm. and some other receivers, hopefully just not named Cole Beasley going up in that matchup. So I don't mind dropping down to Zach Wilson, but if we have the 600, I would love to get up to Tom Brady. Um, I'm, with I'm with it. So it's always easier to take money away or to add money later than like take it away per se. So let's go ahead and just throw Brady in for now. Um, and let's go to running back here. Before we even look any farther, I'm going to throw it out there. Houston can't stop a running back. It worked last week with Austin Eckler. It's probably going to work again. Um, do we just have to lock in James Robinson? I think so. I mean, you know, we've seen kind of the usage. We've seen he looks healthy, you know, coming off a big injury, came back a little bit quicker than what we thought. And and I think at that eight grand, I don't think that's all that expensive, especially with a couple of guys that are a little bit further down the list that I like a lot. Yeah, and then we need to put another running back in here. So, I mean, our money, not too bad at the moment. We can go for a top guy, or is there somebody down in the mid-range or mid-price point that you find yourself uh, quite intrigued by? 
I like Ramondre Stevenson for six grand against that Detroit defense. It is just gashing points, gashing yards. They are right there with your Texans as far as allowing fantasy points to the position. They are numbers one and two right there. I know he shares that backfield with uh, Damian Harris, but I feel like with with Brian Hoyer in there at quarterback, they're going to want to run a ball early and often. They're going to be handing it off left and right to those two guys, and I think they're going to get a lot of work. I'm good. I'm good with Ramondre Stevenson. Another guy that I think if we have enough in the flex, um, Kamara against Seattle could be interesting if they finally decide to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, I'm very surprised about how cheap Dalvin Cook is. Like, <laughs> Chicago is so bad against the run. And I mean, yeah. Cook hasn't been great, but I mean, if you're going to get 17 plus touches against this defense, I mean... Come you know, it's, it's it's funny how we come together on this, and I'm not making this up for the sake of the show. My flex spot had Kamara, took him out, put Cook in. The only thing is, are they both healthy enough that we're going to get a good week right. out of him? I know Kamara's still nursing the rib injury, but he but to me, Cook looks a little more likely than Kamara does. So Cook is who I ultimately ended up going with in my flex spot. Yeah, we'll we'll take a look. Let's come back to that in a in a second here. But let's go ahead. Let's jump over to wide receiver here screen there we go so let's go wide receiver here uh cooper cup obviously the big name Justin jefferson against chicago stefan Diggs against pittsburgh seems like a pretty good matchup uh what are we thinking here at wide receiver of a top guy well we just talked about you know the the uh the guy that's going to be throwing to the guy that i'm going to throw out number one here and i think the price point is is excellent for what you're going to probably get out of him and that's mike evans uh, mm-hmm. Mike Evans is another guy that has has killed the Falcons. You know, he's he's a red zone threat. We saw that last week. And even when things aren't going good for Tom Brady, if Mike Evans is on the field, especially if it's in a plus matchup, he's going to be getting the ball. He's going to get targeted early and often. And so I think it's seventy five hundred bucks against those Falcons. I, I think he's a guy that you got to go with. When you look at uh, Mike Evans in the past two years, let's say twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one against the Falcons, he's got six for one ten, three for forty six, five for seventy five, and two scores, and seven for ninety nine. And he's had seven or more targets in three of those four games, so he'll he'll be just fine. So I am perfectly okay locking in Mike Evans. So if we keep looking at receiver here, might have to come down a little bit. Probably don't want to double Godwin just to be safe. I mean. Brandon Cooks always seems to have good games against Jacksonville, but I don't know if I just I have a hard time trusting this Houston offense yet. Uh, Olave against Seattle is kind of okay. It, it's fine, I guess. I'm not particularly enthused by it. Uh, I talked about this on the consistency show with um, with Bob, and I'm going to talk about it on the Prop It Like It's Hot podcast. But Devontae Smith has crushed in when teams have played zone. And I, I just had this hunch that Arizona is going to play a good bit of zone because they're going to try to con- replicate the success that they've had because they slowed down Cooper Cup by Cooper Cup standard or standards. They slowed down Devontae Adams. Adams' worst game of the year has come against Arizona. If they're going to go zone to try to neutralize A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith is the one that has the most targets, receptions, and receiving yards against zone coverage this year. If he goes in the slot, he's going to be in a good matchup. If they try to slow down A.J. Brown, it's going to be the Devontae Smith show again. I don't know if we're going to get quite the numbers that we got in this uh, massive Washington game, but this usage this usage here is, I think, what we're going to get again. So uh, for me, one of my guys this week that I'm locking in is Devontae Smith. Looked at him when I had Hurts in my lineup. You know, I looked at A.J. Brown, and I looked at both of, both of those guys, and obviously I like that price point a little better with Devontae Smith. The last guy, I looked at Cooks, too. I ended up going with him. I didn't know if I liked that too much, but I have him in mind. 
Last guy that I'm looking at here to save us a little bit of cash is Garrett Wilson for the Jets. I already mentioned Zach Wilson uh, before, but Garrett Wilson in that lineup has has seen at least six targets in every game. Uh, I, a couple of games he had double-digit targets. I know those were with Joe Flacco, but he was targeted six times last week. That Miami defense, like we've, we've talked about, is not good against the pass. They're giving up tons of yards, uh, 50 catches, 766 yards, and four scores to – wide receivers in the bottom third against them as far as fantasy points allowed. I think Garrett Wilson's the guy that is going to get the majority of the targets. I'm a little little afraid of of, of Corey Davis, uh, but I do like uh, do like Garrett Wilson there. Okay, let's go ahead. We'll, we'll lock Garrett Wilson in. I don't mind that. He's been relatively consistent this year, as I do think. At least one clutch game in there, maybe two. Maybe two, depending on probably PPR, that six for 60 might have got him there. Um but anyway, let's go to tight end here. TJ Hawkinson atop the board here is quite interesting. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is ruled out, so there could be some value there. But looking at the tight end position here, 47.50, we're a little light right now. We're probably going to have to either get cheap at defense or, well, probably have to get cheap at defense and cheap at tight end. But any any guys at tight end that particularly uh, jump out to you? Uh, not super cheap, but I think Dallas Goddard's got a great matchup against Arizona. It seems like Arizona – is terrible fantasy points wise against a tight end almost every year. I don't know what it is they they don't do in Arizona, but they can never seem to correct it. And here we are right there with them third most points allowed in the league, second most receptions or third most receptions to the position with 28, three scores. And I think it's 6,100. I liked him, but I also did not have Devontae Smith in my lineup either. So I don't know if we want to get too heavy on that Eagles passing attack. Uh, I don't know if you saw anybody that you like that's a little bit cheaper because we are going to need to save a little bit of cash here. I do like Njoku. He's killed the Chargers throughout his career, and the volume has been there for him. It's kind of hard to ignore Tyler Higby, to be honest. Tyler Higbeast, yeah. as he's been coined, I mean, the usage is just insane, to say the least. The other one I really liked is Logan Thomas, but this whole calf thing now is kind of has me a bit worried because he's technically listed as questionable. He was added to the report on Thursday, which I you don't like those late-week additions to the to the injury report. And I mean, some of the teams in terms, like I'm looking at DVOA here at football outsiders and Tennessee, Miami, Seattle are some of the worst amongst covering uh, tight ends. Also, you got Arizona in there, uh, Minnesota. This God, could be a cool commit week. That'd be really cool for a lot of my teams, but mm-hmm. not quite sure if I can go there. I mean, Oh, I don't know how we got digs in the flex. All right. So we do have a little bit of money. I mean, I don't mind Smith and, Goddard, I would almost wonder if we would have to jump to Hertz then. Because we're basically saying that, you know, it's kind of weird to play two receivers from one and team not the, and yeah, not, not the QB. go the full stack. I'm with um, you on that. I mean, it's not, it's not like we have to. Well, I'm also not married to the fact that we have Dallas Goddard in there too. I mean, you made a good case for a couple of guys there. And even Cole Komet, if we want to get super cheap and just try to swing for the fences. I mean, a guy that hasn't got a lot of usage, but is this the week that he finally – finds his way into the end zone and maybe post five for 50 in a score and gets us there. Oof. It's hard to ignore Goddard though. If he just gets yeah. a touchdown one week, mm-hmm. I mean, this could be it. Let's just, let's put him in there. Cause I mean, that's, it's a good offense to be a part of mostly. So 6,000 in the flex before we worry about flex, let's just go to defense. Let's just get this out of the way. Uh, Buffalo is going to get the start against uh, Kenny Pickett. So they're obviously pretty high up on the board. Jacksonville is up there. Do we go Tampa Bay against Atlanta with no Kyle Pitts? Not that they throw to him anyway, so it's not like it matters. Uh, Minnesota against Chicago could be interesting, considering that if Chicago can't run, they can't do anything. Fields is probably good for a couple of turnovers. Uh, Eagles against Arizona, they just wreak havoc 
Uh, can the, the the Rams offensive line hold this Dallas pass rush? I don't know. There's some options here at defense. What are you thinking, though? I was looking to, a little bit cheaper than that. I looked at the Niners against Carolina. I know you got mm-hmm. Chris McCaffrey there, but Baker Mayfield has been atrocious. And I think the only reason he has a job still is because Sam Darnold is not ready yet. Uh, another one I was looking at was uh, that Cowboys defense that you mentioned, uh, them coming early and often. I know it's a, that Rams offense, but that Rams offense isn't the same Rams offense that we've seen and been accustomed to. And, and they get after it. They get after the, the, the quarterback a little bit. And, you know, we've seen – uh, Stafford turned the ball over a little bit. You know, you got digs in the secondary there. So it depends on how much money you want to save, but I'm, I'm good with the Cowboys at 4,100. I mean, obviously I'd like to be able to afford those bills at the, at the top, but I think we're going to need that extra Jack that we're going to save from the defense. So I, I was looking at either the Niners or the Cowboys down there around four in that 4,100, 4,400 range. I say we go Niners. I just Baker's so bad. He's so bad. Let's just go them. Put the 49ers in there. Ooh, 7,600 for a flex. We are rich. That's All what right. I like to see here. Right. So 7,600 puts us in the – oh, my gosh, should we just go full-blown Eagles and just say, <laughs> screw it. Miles Sanders, I do love me some Christian Kirk against Houston. I do like that a good bit. Pierce bringing it back is probably mm-hmm. fine. Um, Mike Williams. Mike Williams without Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is interesting, and I believe – Cleveland hasn't necessarily been the greatest against wide receivers this season. And Herbert seems healthy enough. Um, he didn't really get hit much in his last game. So he seems like he should be okay. Debo is super cheap and his usage is nuts. So he mm-hmm. seems like to be in a half decent spot. Um, and then we got Dalvin cook. If he's healthy enough, I mean, he got the work last week and we have seen, like I said earlier, when talking about it, if you get the touches against the Chicago defense, you're probably going to do pretty well considering that, you know, when you look at it, uh, only the Texans and Seahawks have allowed more yards on the ground or running backs than the Bears have this season. So we almost have a little too much money for our own good here because we have too many good options. <laughs> so what do you what do you think here? Do we, you know, do we go full-blown Eagle stack, get off Brady, go up to Hertz? That drops us down 800. Now we're in the 60, like 6,800 range where we're at the likes of, like Lockett, Cooks, uh, I don't want any part of Najee, mm. you know, somewhere in that. Do we go? Do we think this is the McLaurin week because Dotson's out, Logan Thomas is banged up? Wentz mm-hmm. has got to throw this guy the ball at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no nobody else to throw it to. I mean, especially with Logan Thomas as, as iffy as he is. I mean, they've got to get it to him at some point. I mean, you paid him all that cash. you got to get him the ball. Yeah, and I mean, Curtis Samuel could be in play too. He's, I mean, mm-hmm. he might even be down there a bit more. Yeah, he's at 58, I mean. I mean, I'd be fine. I mean, we might even be able to move Smith or Wilson. I mean, I'm not I, – I think it's going to be a good week for Devontae Smith, but I'm also completely okay. If we're going to look to like a Samuel or McLaurin, we can put a running back down in the flex and go up from Smith. And then why, we don't we, Brady. why don't we switch – see what happens if you put Debo in for Garrett Wilson. What does that do for us? and you'll receive so we're at 6300 in the flex so Thielen, gibson a little bit too a little bit too too low i mean we could go drake london though and bring it back because we're basically saying tampa bay is going to score a lot to no kyle pitts so that opens up two extra targets for drake london so you know that that could be interesting or we go down and right here is who I had just mentioned. If we don't go McLaurin, mm. we go double Samuel 
and we add in Curtis because Tennessee's secondary has been putrid too. That's true. And then actually, actually if that's, we go... not, that's not bad because I, I like what you said about Debo's usage. I mean, he put up a huge game against a good Ram, you know, decent Rams defense. And Samuel's been, you know, I think he only gets a few more targets because, you know, like you said, Dotson's out and he's been getting targets anyway. I don't think that's bad at 5,800. No, and I mean, without Dotson, that's going to open up a little bit. And when you look at, you know, Carolina's defense, Carolina's pretty good uh, against the pass. And I'm trying to see here their rush DVO. They're they're 10th in DVOA against the run. So it's not like they're a push. They're not like the Houston defense in terms of going against the run. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the only thing that kind of stinks is we get to 4,400 and we're uh, $100 off from getting the – the Buffalo defense against Pittsburgh. That's the only thing mm. that kind of stinks. But, I mean, I'm cool with leaving at the 49ers. We got 500. No one says we have to use it. But I'm trying to see if we go up from, like, Ramondre Stevenson. We – where am I at? Oh, I got to remove him, I guess. Jeff Wilson, Antonio Gibson, Zeke. Yeah, we're – no, mm. I'd rather have Stevenson than all of them. If yeah, Kamara, the only Kamara, one that I yeah. like in that range is if for some, if, if Kamara's out, Mark Ingram is a – to me is a no-brainer at, at that at that price, but we don't know. Well, how about this? Take Smith out of the flex, take Samuel there. If we know we want to play Samuel, with double Samuel, we got 7,100 now for the flex. So now we're looking on – uh, Khalil Herbert, no thanks. Oh, we're 200 off Dalvin. Well, why don't we, okay, throw Dalvin in there and go oh, down there's, to the – Oh, there's Kamara. Throw Dalvin in there and go down to the Cowboys defense. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I've exceeded the salary crap. Screw you, Fanduel. I'll do what I want. 4,200. You want to go Cowboys? Hopefully a couple yeah. pa- couple picks from Stafford. A couple picks, a couple sacks. I think mean, – Michael Par- Michael Parsons will get in there. Let's do it. All right. So, $100 left over, but we're looking at the likes of Tom Brady, James Robinson, Ramondre Stevenson, Mike Evans, Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel, Dallas Goddard, Dalvin Cook, and the Cowboys defense. And Stafford's been he's been a little generous to, to uh, opposing defenses of late, and that offensive line can't contain a pass rush. So, I think it could be quite interesting here for uh, the lineup this week. And as we look here, I know we got some – obviously some pretty good consistent options you know Brady hasn't quite as been consistent as we would have liked to see at this point of the year um, but James Robinson is three for four Dalvin's three for four uh, Ramondre Stevenson's two for four so that's 50 plus consistency uh, ratings or clutch ratings for each of uh, those guys then we come to wide receiver Debo's a perfect four for four we have Curtis Samuel who is three for four that's pretty good if you ask me and then we have Mike Evans who I'm trying to do a quick search here right there, two for three. So each of our three receivers are 67% or higher. And obviously with Dallas Goddard, four for four, 100% consistent. So I think this is uh, – I think Bob Lung would be proud of this lineup. Uh, he'd, he'd like it for a couple of reasons. He would like the consistency, and he would also like the fact that we don't have any rookies in it either because we know how he feels about rookies. Hey, he might be softening up to rookies. There's mm. Reese Hall's. Uh, mm. He's. I don't, I don't know. I think Bob Mush might be uh, softening up a little bit to these rookies. Pretty soon, it's going to be a, a pro rookie uh, consistency rating. <laughs> let's not get crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, let's see if that we can make this three out of five in the the clutch games for the year, aka the lineups that have cash. So again, 50-50s, double ups is where these lineups are best for. This lineup. 
I, I don't want to say never, but it's probably never going to win a, a Millie maker. Cause we're not stacking games. Like you're like, you pretty much need to do in those situations. So this should be good for uh, your cash games this week, double up the money a little bit, use these consistent options and ride the upside with some of the other guys to go ahead and cash in your DFS contest this week. So Ron, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you and other great stuff you have coming out here at BigGuyFantasySports.com. Yeah, so you can find me at Ron Rigney on Twitter. Um, I don't know because I've been battling hurricanes and, and the like down here. I don't know if I'm going to get a get to a uh, consistency check-in this, this week. I'm going to try to put one out tonight. It'll be, it'll be a little bit late, but I'll give you a couple guys that either are going to be some super consistent options in the near future or some guys that don't have such a consistent outlook in the near future. So hopefully I'll get that out. If not, we're kind of back to normal now. So hopefully I'll get, I'll get you one next week for sure. Uh, like I said, find me at Ron Rigney on Twitter. And don't forget, you know, when you're cashing in those 50 fifties, you don't just build that bankroll to, to get in those Millie makers. You know, you can build that bankroll so you can go over to FanDuel Faceoff and play your little wheel of fortune. You can play your little Pat McAfee uh, field goal challenge or whatever it is. So don't forget about that too. Yep, absolutely. Or go to go play Scrabble like I have and just dominate those 60 cent contests and yep, beat yep. these scrubs who don't know words and, you know, all <laughs> these words like QI that I play that I'll never use in real life. But hey, I know their words. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Colby R. Conway. And if you're into prop bets, Bob Long and I'll have the Profit Like It's Hot podcast coming out and the article with our picks. So make sure you go ahead and check all of that out. But that'll wrap up the week five edition of the Consistently Cashin podcast so best of luck with your lineups and next time we see each other it'll already be week six of the nfl season it's going too fast we will see you then 